Hello, this is Brody Harper, and welcome to the May 3rd edition of the Farcom Demons Podcast. Glad to have you with me. We're going to start off by saying an announcement made today earlier by the NSU Demon Athletic Department is starting today, full capacity for all outdoor sports. So if you're going out to Brown Stroud or the softball complex, anyone who wants to get in can get in. So let's pack both stadiums and show some love for our Demons and Lady Demons as they finish up their seasons. We're going to start off with the track and field team who had split competitors between Texas State and San Marcos and Texas A&M. For those of you not aware, in collegiate and professional track, uh, it's not uncommon to split your team up. If you think there are going to be better competition sprints somewhere, you'll sprint senior sprinters out to that meet. If you think there will be better jumps, you send your jumpers out to another meet. So you kind of try and get the best competition for all your athletes and stuff that will help them. It's very common, so... Uh, we'll start off at Texas State, really focus on the 200-meter dash. And Natasha Jackson, 2019 champ, uh, she did tremendously well in this one. Uh, right now is ranked 32 out of 48. And if she look, look at her qualifying times right now, she would be right around first to second in conference. Diana Grenadas did a really good time at 23.97, which right now um, she'd be around third or fourth. In conference, look at our 2019 numbers. That would be tremendously big. If we can have a first and possibly a third, you can pick up 16 points in that event. As I mentioned before, Southeastern has a really good distance program, and we're going to have to take away some points in the sprints and in the jumps. If you can get 16 points in one event, that would be tremendous and a big boost for the Lady Demons to chase that conference title. A lot of tough competition, but right now the Lady Demons are really looking poised to make a run at it, and Coach Heimerman uh, deserves a lot of credit, has really got them just probably the best Lady Demons have done in the history of the Northwestern Lady Demon track program. A lot of credit to him and Coach Pennington, who have just doing a phenomenal job. Uh, next for the men in the 200, uh, got to say in 2019, a very, um, I thought disappointing, uh, performance on the track side of things for the Northwestern state demons, uh, in a 200 particularly finished six and it did not finish. I did not finish. If you aren't aware, um, you have eight people in that final heat. So all eight should score, but if someone does not finish or pulls up, you don't get a point in it. So demons had a six and did not finish in that one, which was really tough. Didn't get the points you want either. Right now, we have Kennedy Harrison, who had a 20.87, using that last championship time with place him second. Davion Rogers has a 21.82, which would have placed him eighth, which would give you nine points in the event. Uh, much like the women, Southeastern, uh, McNeese, Stephen F., they're all going to have some really tremendous distance running runners. You've got to come out and do what you can in these sprint and field events. And right now the demons are looking pretty good. Look like we're going to have a poise. And again, you're going to need a little help. I think on a demon side of things is there's some tough competition, but if the demons can put forth performances like this, there's a good chance for demons to finish that upper half of the conference uh, and also have a chance to win a conference title. Not without the round of possibilities, but we are going to need people to step up on the Texas A&M side. Jasmine Steele's just ridiculous. Uh, how good she has been. Set a Texas A&M meet record, and again, that's Texas A&M. Uh, tremendous competition there. You've had former Olympians there. You've had collegiate runners there. It is just phenomenal competition. She set the meet record with 20 foot, 11.25. Uh, she is right now poised not only to make a run to the Southland Conference Championship, but also to win a national championship. She is phenomenal. Should be an All-American, in my opinion. Um, it's out of my hands, obviously, but you know, got to give a lot of credit to Jasmine Steeles. Just continues to be such a phenomenal, phenomenal person. Next up, uh, the Demons will have a rest, and Lady Demons will have a rest. 
And obviously tune up, get ready for the Southern Conference Championships on May 14th. Uh, if the heat sheets are given out in time, and normally they are released about two or three days before the meet, I will try and give a little rundown, look at those heat sheets, and give a rundown on what to expect from the Demons and Lady Demons, what we need to do and what we need to not do. So really uh, pleased with that and hope to get more on it. And that'll bring us to Demon Baseball. Baseball team losing 3-4 of four at Central Arkansas. Really rough weekend. Uh, team in the bottom half of the standings you don't want to lose. Three out of four, two definitely hurt the Demons in a quest for a regular season title. Doesn't destroy it, but definitely uh, put a dent in those plans. We'll start off with game number one, which was a great start to the series. Demons won that first game eight to four. Peyton Davis, two home runs, five RBIs, and the third inning hit a moonshot that has not landed yet. Uh, if you get a chance, go to the NSU Baseball Twitter and please go watch that clip. It is one of the best home runs you will see every year. It was phenomenal. Tyler Smith, uh, two or three on the day, and Brown came in uh, in relief, three innings, only gave up three hits, no runs, and three strikeouts, did a tremendous job, had a great pitching performance. In game number two, Central Arkansas and the Demons had just a great battle. Central Arkansas took it three to one. Cal Carver, uh, hard out to him, man. He pitched a gym, eight innings, four hits, seven strikeouts. Uh, you can't uh, do better than he did. It was a great pitching performance. Deserved the win in every possible way. Unfortunately, uh, Williams and Tyler Cleveland for Central Arkansas were lights out in relief. In six innings combined, they gave up one hit and 12 strikeouts. They were just absolutely on fire. You know, sometimes you'll see a stat like that, and it's just your team gets impatient. They're trying to crush the ball. You know, swinging at bat pitches. I didn't feel that watching the game. I thought we were good at the plate. I thought we had a good approach. Sometimes you have to tip your hat to the opponent and say, hey, you won. And uh, that's what happened. They just came out and took it to us. And, uh, you know, great pitching performance. Sometimes that happens. It's baseball. But you can accept that. Uh, game three is the one where the demons will be kicking themselves when they look back at the film, look back at what happened over the weekend. Lost 9-2, to but in the first four innings, demons left a combined seven on base in the first four innings. Uh, Demons had every chance to just break it open, take control of the series, and did not do it. In the second inning, um, we had a run on first and third, uh, struck out, then had a walk, then another strikeout to end the inning. In the third, we left two more on base. In the fourth, we had bases loaded and had two strikeouts, including a really bad swing on a high pitch uh, that just shouldn't have uh, been swung at. Demons uh, didn't get anything through. And then Bob in the fourth, of course, Central Arkansas broke it open with three runs. Never looked back for 9-2 win. Um, just really uh, took control of the game on that fourth. And that'll happen. If you have a chance to score, you've got to do it. And one thing I felt has been one of the Demons Achilles heel all year is that we just don't have that production. We get guys on. We've got to bring them in. Hasn't happened all year. It, it cost us in this game. And I do believe had the Demons got some runs in, even if it was just one or two, I think they win. Unfortunately, you let a team off the hook that many times. It builds momentum. And they're at home. They get some runs, and all of a sudden they, you know, they have a fire lit under them. They're in the bottom half of the standings. They're making some waves now, and it carried over into game number four. Game number four, uh, not a good one for the Demons. Lost 13-8. One thing I will say is great about it, Demons fought in this one. Bad thing about it, uh, Donovan Onuka, who has been just phenomenal all year, just had a rare off game, gave up six hits and three point uh, two innings, five earned runs. Uh, unfortunately for him, just an off night. Not indicative in any way, shape, or form of the way he's pitched all year. He has been just phenomenal all year. 
Uh, but it happens. It happens in baseball. You'll see the you know, best pitchers in the major league who just have off nights. It was an off night for him. Central Arkansas took advantage, got 13 runs, and uh, you know Demons kept fighting, kept closing the gap, just too much ground to make up, and unfortunately lose three out of four. And with that series, the Demons fall to 16-12 in the Southland Conference, now two games back of 18-10 Southeastern. Demons in fifth place. It is a logjam in the Southland Conference right now. Very exciting regular season. Uh, a lot of parity in the league. Demons will take on McNeese next uh, with three series left, 12 games. There's a lot of room for movement. Demons could finish anywhere from first to eighth, and even lower than that if the bottom falls out, which I don't see happening. Uh, Demons right now three-game lead over number nine, Lamar, who's 11-13. Uh, McNeese coming up on the weekend. McNeese is always a tough, tough uh, team to play. Going to have to play our best. Definitely going to have to do better than we did at Central Arkansas. If not, it's going to be another tough weekend. So um, hopefully we'll go out there, support the Demons, and I do expect good things from this team. Again, I'm really happy the way the team approached the plate. Pitching, you know, had some off days, but I thought pitching did really well. Just have to, you know, get some better productions. The Demons should be okay. And this team still really reminds me of that team that made a run to Oregon State and Regionals, won the conference tournament title a couple of years ago. So a lot of really exciting things out there for Northwestern. Really excited about the baseball team. Bittersweet weekend for the Lady Demons. Uh, Good news is the Lady Demons did clinch a berth in a Southland Conference tournament in Hammond in two weeks. Bad news is the Lady Demons dropped two of three to McNeese. We'll go on to the McNeese series starting off. McNeese won the first game 3 to nothing behind a very awesome pitching performance by Whitney Tate. Pitched an absolute gem for the Cowgirls. Kept the Lady Demons off balance all game. Sometimes it happens. Again, like the men against Central Arkansas in game number two. Same thing here. Nothing Lady Demons did wrong. Just a great pitching performance. It happens. Tip your hat and move on. Game number two, Caitlin St. Clair. Three of four, two RBIs. Has had a great year. Had a great game. And I thought really all weekend played very well. Had great uh, looks at the plate. Uh, did a great job getting Demons to a three to two win. Game number three, the heartbreaker. Lady Demons up three to two. Uh, East Delphiel pitching a gym. Unfortunately gave up a run in the seventh. And then the eighth inning, McNeese hits a two-run shot to walk off the game. Uh, Delafield right now with a 199 ERA is pitching absolutely phenomenal. You look going ahead right now for the Lady Demons. A lot of movement can happen. Only two games behind number three, McNeese. A game and a half back of number four, Southeastern. I don't think they're going to catch McNeese. That will require McNeese losing all three, us getting a sweep. So you need a lot of help. I don't see that happening. McNeese is a quality team. I don't see them dropping three. Not that the Lady Demons can't sweep Southeastern, though. Uh, Southeastern, again, very talented squad, going to be a tough one. So Lady Demons got to show up, play their best. From what I've seen of Lady Demons, I kind of went back, tried to look at their games a little bit. Uh, Easy Delfield, she is there. She is going to give us a chance to win any game she is pitching. Now you look at the rest of the roster pitching-wise, we have the arms, we have the talent, we've put on some good performances. The problem is haven't had that consistency after Delfield pitching-wise. If the Lady Demons can get that consistency, no reason Lady Demons can't make a run. Now, South Southeastern is going to be a good team, going to present a challenge. So I think for the Lady Demons, you want to come out there, treat this like a tournament. Really come out there, give it your all, and see what we can do. Make a little noise, get a little momentum going before the tournament starts. Once you get there, Stephen F. Austin, cream of the crop. Hats off to them. They're going to be regular season champions. Well-deserved. They're a talented team. But we've seen many times... 
And you remember a long, long time in the 90s, demons would have a great baseball team and always just falter in the tournament. It happens. Uh, just because you're a great regular season team doesn't mean anything once tournament play starts. Everyone's zero, zero and zero to start. So if you're the Lady Demons, get a little rally here. Get a little momentum going against Southeastern. Go into the conference tournament Hammond and make some noise. Have the arms. You have the talent to do it. We've seen our offensive production throughout the year. It has been great. We just need that consistency pitching. And we can get that. I really do see some great things from Lady Demons out in Hammond. So let's get it to it. And uh, best luck to the Lady Demons. I really do think it'll be exciting. Hopefully, we'll get the bracket released soon. I'm going to try and have these podcasts out on a Monday. If the brackets are released later than that for the conference tournament, I'll do a little special podcast to recap that. But next Monday, I should have a little recap of the draw that Lady Demons have in the conference tournament, break down the teams we're on the side of bracket with, look at strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, hopefully get that and then hopefully give a little updates. And... Good Lord willing, in two weeks I'll be talking about a conference tournament title. So uh, best of luck to the Lady Demons in the last week. We need to get some momentum. And before we wrap up our podcast, I'd like to just mention a few little tidbits. Uh, first off, credit and hats off to Sam Houston State University in the FCS quarterfinals. Knocked off the powerhouse and the dragon of North Dakota State 24-20, just an absolutely great game. Had an amazing crowd out at Sam Houston, very loud, very energetic, and really did themselves proud. You know, they've got a great program going on. Best luck to them. They'll be taking on James Madison in the semifinals, 1.30 on Saturday. So best of luck to Sam Houston State as they try and chase a national title. Next thing I will have to say, and something I've heard rumor mill up on Twitter, Facebook, and a few other places had it, is the Southland Conference looking to expand Southern, Grambling, Texas Southern, and Prairie View A&M? I would love to have all four teams. I will say from having been to games at Southern and Grambling, great venues, great crowds, uh, just really enjoyable time. If Northwestern plays at either school, I highly recommend Demon fans going to that trip. They treat you right, and it's a great atmosphere. With that said, I just don't see it happening. I would love to have them. Would absolutely love to have Grambling. Would love to have Southern. Same with Prairie View and Texas Southern. I'm not as familiar with them. But the two Louisiana schools would love to have them come to Turpin every year. That would just be great to see. I just don't see it happening. When I look at Southern University, I'm more familiar with them than Grambling, so I'm just going to use them. If this would happen, they would lose their rival with Alcorn State. They would lose their rivalry with Jackson State, and those are two big rivals. And then also, not only that, they have a rival at Florida A&M. If they come to Southern, would they be able to keep that rivalry up? So for Southern, I just don't see it. I don't see the benefit of coming to the Southland when you look at all the rivalries they would lose. Now, with that said, I know the MEAC kind of is imploding. A lot of fallout from that. So if this is one of the ripple effects of that happening, then, hey, more power to them if there's a financial reason why they want to come or a competitive reason or any benefit they see that I'm not seeing. And I'll admit firsthand, I could be definitely wrong. I'm not an expert. Would love to have them here. I just don't see it. And that's all we have for this week. Again, I'm going to try and get these uploaded every Monday. Any questions, concerns, comments, uh, go to Twitter, Farkham Podcast, or you can email me at Podcast at gmail.com. Any concerns, complaints, criticisms, things you'd like, don't like, please.
please let me know. I want to make this as enjoyable for you as possible. I want to make sure I am doing what I can to promote Northwestern State and to give credit to our student athletes. Until next time, best luck to the demons and lady demons competing. And as always, Farkham Demons.